Welcome to the Thrive Church Weekly Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed and encouraged by this message today. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, welcome to church today. It's so wonderful to uh, have a pretty full house, actually. How about you just check around, say hi to your neighbour, just give them a high five, just say, so good to have you uh, with us here today. And um, what a wonderful time of worship. And uh, we are so blessed as a church and have always been to have bands that just can lift the roof off this place and engage with a heart of worship. So I just want to honour every musician and artist, you know, because, you know, musicians are artists. I want to also honour Richard uh, down the back and all the guys on tech and our, and our um, live stream today who get here very, like, 7am or something crazy on a Sunday morning to just to set the atmosphere. We're also, Sue and Mary Lou were down here an hour or so before church today praying in the back room for all of us. Um, so, you know, the engine room has, has been fired up. And so it's just so wonderful um, to be a part of a family that, you know, everyone's kind of leaning in together. And I want to encourage you as well, if you feel like you're kind of not a part of our church family, one of the ways you can do is really get connected with serving. Um, and, you know, start with the host team, eh, Kerry? That's a great place. Yeah, you know, we've got life groups, we've got so much things, so many things going on. I just want to encourage you uh, to, to connect in this season. I thought that prophetic declaration that Lynn brought today was super awesome. I'd love to get that on our prayer page on our website. Did you know we have a prayer page on our website every day of the week? If you're struggling to engage your prayer life, go onto our website and, um, and just, yeah, get that rhythm happening. Uh, it's really, really awesome. Um, Thrive Conference is in a couple of weeks. I want to encourage you to register for that as well. We've got uh, Ian Wright coming. Um, Just look, if you're feeling in any way dry, this conference, you're going to be refreshed. You're going to laugh. You're going to um, you're going to get new vision. You know, uh, there's something happens in our in our in our lives when we connect with the Holy Spirit and joy. You know, we see life differently. And so, if you're feeling stale. I want to encourage you, get, come and re- get registered for Thrive Conference in a couple of weeks. It's going to be amazing. So we're, we're doing an interview today. Um, I've got three incredible guys I want to welcome up now. And so if you guys want to come and, uh, and take, a, take a seat here uh, and, and get comfortable, give these guys a hand. We've got Joseph Clifford, we've got Phil Uden, and we've got Phil Minton here, incredible um, men here at Thrive Church, and it is wonderful to have you guys here today. Um, we've been actually uh, running a soul health series um, that we did two weeks on, then we then we put pause on it because of just COVID and other things, and and so we thought let's let's um, let's do this today. And so it really is wonderful to have have you guys with us. I'm just trying to get my technology alive. So we've got two fills here. Today, so uh, you should be known as Phil M, and you should be known as Phil U. We good with that, Joe? You're good with Joe? Yeah, yeah, that's okay. I could go JC, but that sounds like a girl's name now, Josie. Uh, anyway, so, we're just going to spend a moment just to get to know these guys. We're going to start with Josie down the end there. Um, just thanks, Glenn. <laughs> tell us one fun fact about yourself, Joe. Uh, I first met Glenn when I was probably 14, and I didn't even realise, like, where I was until years later, like, 
when I started coming to church, I was like 17. So um, Glenn ended up becoming my youth pastor years beyond that, like because I was North Canterbury Youth Services. So we went on a ski That's trip right. together. Yeah. And then, yeah, so now we are pastor. That was just like five years ago or so, wasn't it? Yeah, five years ago. Yeah, that's That's right. Yeah, I'm only 19. It's actually coming up about 20 years ago, I suppose. (laughs) Yeah, I know. (laughs) That's crazy. Anyway, where uh, where were you born? This this is another. Uh, I was born in London, England. I just think that's that's interesting. Did you know that? And give us your job. What, What puts... Sparky. Put food on the t- Sparky. Sparky. Yeah. Awesome. There's, and actually, one more question for you, Joe, because this is about soul health as well. Tell me one thing. What's your favorite thing to do to replenish uh, or fill your soul? Uh, it's probably just getting in the van, uh, driving to and from work, and just cranking the worship and just, <laughs> just going yeah. hard. I've had so many crazy encounters um, just, just weeping. You can just let yourself be yourself. You don't have to Come worry on. about other people. Yeah. That's awesome. I know. So if I see a crazy man down Lineside Road singing, crying, oh, yeah, that's coming me. the other way. <laughs> yeah, I stay, I stay on I mean, the road. Who's I, done I, that I, down Lineside Road? I have. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Phil, you. Thanks, Joe. Phil. Phil, you. Yes. Uh, fun fact for you. Yeah, what is your preferred method of hunting? Uh, um, on foot. On foot. Okay. <laughs> What, do you just run after them and tackle the, <laughs> tackle the animal? No, uh, any, anything that is uh, slightly more difficult is going to be me. Um, okay. uh, yeah, I, I always put myself in situations that um, probably are avoidable. Okay. But they're not because I enjoy them. Okay, that's right. This guy loves um, being in extreme environments and climates and that's right. Um, and where did you meet your lovely wife, Mary? It's another one. At a New Year's Eve party. A New Year's Eve party. Yep. And, um, yeah, it was a New Year's Eve party. That's okay. pretty, that, that, that pretty much sums enough it up. Said. Okay, enough said about yep. New Year's Eve. Okay, that's fine. Okay. Yep. Uh, what's your favourite thing to do to fill and replenish your soul? Uh, spend time in the mountains alone. Um, I am not a very people person, and I like to spend time by myself. Okay. with no one else to distract me. Sure. I actually want to just push back on that because I find you a very people person. That's what everyone says, but I'm not. I, but I, put, I put it on, it's a lie. Yeah. That's, you're a people person because you can get away from people. Yeah, that that's probably it. sums it up. There yeah, you go. Yeah, Nailed it. Go. Phil M., welcome to the stage. Great to have you here with us. Thank you. I'm so glad you're wearing your hat yeah, the best as well. Us. It's awesome. Tell us a fun fact about yourself, Phil. Wow, fun. Something that brings you pleasure and enjoyment. I've been uh, writing my memoirs and family history and I realize that my whole life has been rather fun, pleasurely filled. I've been blessed. God has given me the, uh, yeah, just the desire of my heart, really, in, in, in my career and now here in retirement and it's uh, sometimes quite overwhelming, actually, when I look back on the things. It's, life is fun yeah. when awesome. you know you're walking with yeah. Jesus. Absolutely. And now you're getting to write your memoirs about that and to be able to look back and go, my life has been fun. Yeah. That's, that's pretty cool. I think we all probably would like that, wouldn't we? <laughs> Tell us where you were born as well, Phil. 
Well, if you're French-speaking, I was born in Portage-la-Prairie in the province of Manitoba, Canada. If you're English-speaking, it's Portage-la-Prairie. Awesome. And what's something that you do to refresh, refill your soul? Well, historically, of course, it was wilderness experiences, being out in the wilderness alone with, 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 with the Father and with Jesus and Holy Spirit. And, and I know that many people find God in cathedrals and places with um, stained glass windows, but mine was out there. And of course, that's not the case anymore. But I have a, I'm fortunate enough at home that I have a nice uh, conservatory that looks over my backyard. And I can still see his creation from there. Yeah, in the garden and the birds come every day at the same time and they flit among the trees the little wax eyes and I just wow Lord that's that's amazing and they I watch them and, and they provide for him yeah or they, he provides for them yeah and wow and so that I, I get lots of pleasure just quietly sitting with him watching his creation and the other thing I do is I, I play guitar and sing and so that's another that's awesome. Another way I yeah. restore my soul. Yeah. That's awesome. It's really cool to remember, actually, that we all have different ways that we connect with Father God. And some love being creation. I'm like, um, I think they're actually called naturalists. So there are other words for naturalists as well. But, you know, it's a spiritual pathway, being in nature. Um, other people love the intellectual pathway as well. Worship, enthusiasts, you know, like there's, we are all so different and there's not really a recipe that fits every single one person. So it's really cool to hear the diversity there, guys. Um, we'll go back to you, Joe. And um, I just, well, with this part here, we're just going to ask the guys, you know, a, a vulnerable question really about what was a time in their life where their mental health was struggling. And so, yeah, Joe, do you want to let us know? Yeah, well, it was a pretty messy time in my life. I'm not really going to give too many details as to what was happening, but um, I had basically been expending myself way too much um, while I was dealing with a lot of just tricky life issues. Um, felt very lonely, and I started getting to the point where I was just giving out of nothing, um, and became, like, I, I wasn't being very honest with, with everyone as to how I was actually doing, to the point where I couldn't actually keep up with the facade anymore. Um, you know, you try and fake it till you make it, but sometimes you just never end up making it when you try that. So <laughs> yeah. eventually I got myself to the point where I just couldn't even fake it. So, you know, just all I had to left to do was just be really brutally honest with the people when they asked how I was. <laughs> yeah, and so how, um, how did you, how'd you come out of that time? Uh, probably with honesty, to be honest. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Excuse the pun. Um, yeah. But yeah, uh, being, yeah, just finding good people uh, to be honest with about how you're doing, to pray with you, to speak life into you, um, to engage with God. Um, like, prayer is, is, is an amazing thing. I was thinking about it earlier to this morning. Um, when, if I go to Glenn with an issue and we talk about it and we leave, we've gained relationship. But if 
I ask for prayer or if Glenn prays for me, there's a deeper relationship that's bonded between us. Mm-hmm. And then there's also a deeper relationship with Glenn and God and a deeper relationship with me and God. And yeah. so it's a win-win-win. Like yeah. getting, yeah. getting prayer when you're struggling is, is vital. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome, Joe. And just, you know, being honest. That's what, that's what it starts with, doesn't it? Being oh, able to be yeah. honest with yourself and then be vulnerable enough to be honest with others. And Jesus said these powerful words, you know, the truth will set you free. And if you look at that in a, in a kind of a different way, truthfulness, like being truthful about yourself, also will set you free. So it's yeah. a, yeah, thanks, Joe. Phil, Phil Uden. Um, tell us about a time in your life where you were struggling. Uh, you've dovetailed into it pretty well, actually, because I think one of the biggest things is what you guys actually just said, yeah. which is that being really honest with yourself and being really honest about your own failings. And I think I, I definitely struggled with this. I was really good at, I'm not going to literally say exactly what was happening at the time but just what I did was I surrounded myself in people that just agreed with me all the time and so if I started heading down the wrong path and everyone's agreeing with me I just you go I think I'm doing fantastically wow. well yeah and um that's a great point yeah and then because you're then also then lying to yourself and you and you don't realize I guess you could say the depths of your own depravity and you don't realize what you're actually capable of doing mm-hmm. or what you're capable of becoming then you start on this path that's almost, well, for me, it felt irreversible. So by the time I got to, I would say, the bottom of it, I honestly didn't see a way out. Mm. It got to the point where I was like, man, I don't know I don't know how I've managed to end up here. And because I was lying to myself and not really actually paying attention to the things I was doing, and everyone else is telling me I'm doing fantastically well, oh, man, you're doing awesome. But as you said, on the inside, you're like, no, I'm not. This is really not very good, and yeah. I don't really know how to get out of it. And then you can say, the, but by the grace of God, there go I. Like, thank goodness that Jesus was there, because if he yeah. wasn't, man, I don't, honestly don't know where I'd be right now. Was it, was it an immediate turning point for you, or were there no. a couple of things no, that you definitely could say, wasn't immediate. this person or this situation actually pulled me out of this, or it was my wife? I would say <laughs> eight years of really hard graft, of being yeah. really honest with myself, yeah. and... Wow. Actually, going and seeking professional help on more than one, far yeah. more than one time, um, and I think that's really important. I actually don't think we look at that enough, especially as men. Um, we're like, "Nah, man, I'm good. I don't need help. I'm sweet as." Um, I wasn't. I really wasn't. Yeah. And having the people speaking into your life, the actual truth, not a truth, the truth. Yeah. And going, okay. I've, I've made some real, real major stuff ups here, but through Christ, all things are redeemable. Yeah. And then, <laughs> not even that, then when I do get to sit down with someone and have these sorts of conversations, I've actually got a standpoint that I can, I can really understand where someone's coming from. Yeah. I'm like, wow, yeah, okay, I might not have done that exact thing, but I've been pretty close. Mm. I can really understand where someone's coming from, and yeah, I really do thank God for that. I really do. Yeah. Thanks for there's some real nuggets in there for us. Thanks, Phil. And Phil M. Yeah, tell us tell us your story. Well, it's kind of a two-barreled story. Uh, <laughs> in my career, 
I was working on a very focused law enforcement special investigation team, very small team that was very successful in dealing with wildlife poachers, both nationally and internationally. And of course, it was very focused. And then all of a sudden, it was dismantled, just almost overnight. And I had to go back into the general service of the warden service. Now, normally when, when, when police officers are in special investigation units, you know, plainclothes people and undercover like we were, they have counseling uh, appointed to their, to, them, to their detail. And I had nothing like that in mind. So I was really struggling with work. Um, an opportunity came along for me to go on an assignment, a three-month assignment, in a new park as an assistant or as a as an acting chief park warden uh, checked that out with my family to make sure they were all good with it and they sent me off to the to this new park which is up in the western arctic on an island in the western arctic of canada and so i was up there for about uh, probably six weeks and i got a phone call from my wife and she said that she was leaving me. Uh, that was a tough situation. We'd been married for, for 23 years. Uh, I tried to talk to her, and I was prepared to come back home right away and let's work this through. But that wasn't going to be happening as far as uh, she was concerned. And it, yeah. She basically made up her mind that there was not going to be any reconciliation. So that was a very, uh, yeah, tough time. That must have been mm, mm. the worst, the, the lowest point. Yeah, it, 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 you. it, you know, when s I, it, it's quite difficult. I, I, it, it has to be quite difficult. You know, when some, when your partner leaves you through da death, you know that they've, or I, I'm assuming this, of course, you, they've left and you know that they love you, but when it's that way, it's, yeah. you don't, you know, yeah. that, that's kind of really ripped it's, out yeah, of your heart. Absolutely. And, so. Mm. and so, obviously, a deep, deep place of despair. You can't just come out of that in a month or a year or even two years. Like, do you want to just just tell us about a little bit about that journey and what what really fed back into your into your life? Well, the journey for me is I stayed. <laughs> I st God is amazing, totally amazing. Yeah. I was in this little village on an island, Anuvialuit village. Anuvialuit are, are, are a western um, uh, group of Inuit people. And if you don't know, the old term I don't like to use would be, you might know them as the Eskimo people, but that's not a term that's used anymore. And it's a population there is probably 120, but in there was the remnants of a little 
Pentecostal church. And there was three Inuvialuit elders who met in their home every Sunday. And there was the, the, the nurse and the store manager who were white people, were Christians, and we met. And I would go there every Sunday, and they would support me as best they could. And uh, that was one way I stayed, connect, stayed connected with my work. Of course, many times you, uh, many people, either in situations like that, they run from God or run to God, and I ran to God. And then when I got back home after a few months, I was counseling. I had an awesome Christian counselor who uh, journeyed me through 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 all that. Yeah, that's uh, yeah. Just oh, so. using that 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 professional tool. Yeah. That uh, yeah. Awesome that God took you in your darkest place and He met you there. And yeah, and, and, and you it, through that, but you had to be able to say, "I need help." You had to the, reach out. The interesting thing was this little group. I managed to get a guitar while I was up there, and I'd walk across every Sunday. Walk across the tundra to the home and and provide music for them, and it it was a blessing to them. Yeah, wow. You know, there was wow. It was bittersweet yeah. time, and yeah, it it was powerful. Yeah, powerful time. Yeah, yeah. I think of that scripture. Though I walk through the valley of of Becca, you know, mm. he will make it a spring. And sometimes you've just got to walk through, but. God is he meets us doesn't he and refreshes us in those deep places yes he I mean staying connected is is big yeah um, absolutely and yeah mm. uh, and, I, and I look at uh, Philip in the book of Acts Philip yeah he he was a man who must have suffered. I mean, he doesn't say that, but you think about what he went through. He saw Stephen, probably saw Stephen being stoned and everything. If he, if someone never uh, had uh, post-traumatic stress syndrome, mm. <laughs> and he, he must have had that. But he kept, he, he moved away from the, from the, the danger, mm. and he kept on being engaged and doing what uh, he was called to do, sort yeah. of thing. So, and I think that's... That's, uh, I believe that's kind yeah. of a lesson too is to don't isolate yourself yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely well thanks guys for sharing I wonder if you could just leave us with a quick thought from each one of you uh, like uh, something that you would go to even if you're having like a oh man I've actually realised I've had a, a rough couple of weeks or I'm you know like I'm at a, I'm just not where I was a month ago what would you go to to build your soul up Again, like what's what's something you can leave with us as a thought? Joe, we'll start with you. Um, I'd say one of the things that's often like gone through my head because your, your head tells you weird things when you when you're not doing too well, which is often people aren't going to really care about my troubles. Um, and so reminding myself, like if 
if I knew that my friend over there was going through the same thing, would I care? And that's a, like, yeah. there's your answer. Like, are, are people going to care? They probably will. Yeah. Most people are a lot kinder than we often give them credit for. That's <laughs> so. awesome. Thanks, Joe. Yeah. Yeah, that actually is pretty good. So treat yourself <laughs> like someone that you are supposed to take care of. Mm, so beautiful. if yeah. you actually treat yourself like that, because yeah. you're far more likely to take care of someone else, you will take care of yourself. And that is super important. You can't take care of anyone else if you can't take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. And Phil. Other Phil. Other Phil, Phil M. <laughs> Well, yeah. Definitely have you, as, as Phil said, you need to look after yourself first because if you don't, you can't look after others. Mm. And uh, in my journey, it, it's really knowing who you are, who you are awesome. and whose you are. And to know that Holy Spirit is in you yeah. and Jesus is with you yeah. and God will never, you know, he's always there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, just, just drawing, on, drawing on him and, and crying out to him and yeah. asking him what's going on, you know. Where, where am I at this, you know, <laughs> at this time sort of thing? And, 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 and the other thing I always think about is uh, to have open hands to receive and maybe, something, maybe you have to give something up. Yeah. Or maybe you've got something in your hand that you have to use. Thanks again for tuning in to the Thrive Church weekly podcast. Stay up to date with everything that is happening by following us on social media.